Welcome to Kingdom Mothers Rise Up, where I encourage and equip you to heal your heart and renew your mind so you can live the fully abundant life Jesus promised you. Let's go. It's time to move. Last week, I talked about the picture that the Lord had given me, showing that I had laid a foundation of fear for my daughter. And one of the questions that came in that I didn't see until after I went live was dealing with the guilt of having laid that foundation and how how to deal with that. I realized I mentioned removing the foundation and I didn't really explain that. And then I didn't really deal, I didn't deal with the guilt at all, actually, which on my part is a sign of growth because I lived in that guilt for so long. So to be able to just see, oh, I laid that foundation. I don't want that to be there. I'm going to remove it shows huge, huge growth instead of I need to beat myself up and I need to repent again and again and again and need to just feel so miserable for all the mistakes I've made and all of that kind of thing that I have done in the past when it comes to making mistakes. And I'm just now like realizing that and putting that together because like I wrote about removing the foundation and then as I came this morning and I'm preparing to do the live, I was like, oh, the question asked about the guilt. It didn't even ask about removing the foundation. It just asked about the guilt. And I'm like, yeah, that's that needs to happen before you're going to remove that foundation. Because if you're still beating yourself up for having made the mistake, then I think you're probably still giving that fear power that it doesn't actually need to have. So we make mistakes when we're raising our kids. We don't like to, we don't mean to, that's why they're mistakes, but we do. We make mistakes when we're raising our kids. And some of those mistakes have long-term consequences. And that really, really sucks as a mom. That's super hard. Feeling guilty is a legitimate feeling. You did something wrong. You did something that you wish you hadn't done. So you feel guilty. The good news is that Jesus already paid for all our mistakes. So we don't need to continue to feel guilty. We need to receive forgiveness. Receiving forgiveness is as simple as saying we're sorry and confessing what we did wrong. Because 1 John 1, 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. So the sin is forgiven. The guilt is gone. The enemy might keep throwing it back in your face and keep saying, oh, your kids are this way because of you. You screwed them up. No, you may have done things, but you're also now doing things different. When you have seen what you've done wrong, then you have the opportunity to now see what to do different. You can confess to your children as well as for confessing to God what you did wrong and explain how you're going to do things differently. And you're going to train them and discipline them. Training, discipline really is training. It's walking through. It's not punishment. Try and punish you out of, to do something different. It's training 
And that's what I was saying in laying the foundation that I laid that foundation of being afraid and I basically trained her to be afraid. So now it's retraining to not be afraid. It's retraining to stand in faith and to trust that God has got you. If you're not in a place yourself to not partner with that fear, it's going to be hard to retrain them. But I think that's one of the beautiful things of motherhood is that we can retrain ourselves at the same time we retrain our children because it's easier to see in them the things that we don't like, the things that we want to be different. And then the Holy Spirit is there to be like, they got that from you. You're doing that same thing. But the Holy Spirit's voice is a gentle, like, you see this? Let's change it. Where the enemy's voice is, look at how you screwed up. You're never going to get this right. Look at all the damage you've done. That's not God. That's not him. And so you don't need to talk to yourself that way if God is not talking to you that way. And you definitely don't need to let the enemy talk to you that way. And you can do this at the same time that you're helping your child because then you're just going to be that much more aware of who's talking and what's going on. Part of getting rid of the guilt is asking for and receiving forgiveness to truly like, I receive it. I'm forgiven. Yes, it was wrong. I wish I hadn't done it, but I am forgiven. I receive forgiveness. And then to walk out living differently, which is part of removing the foundation as well. In the situation with Tegan and I, yes, I was guilty of laying the foundation. I was able to say that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. So wish I had not done that. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making that new. And now we walk out the, you don't need to be afraid. Here's facts to show you. You don't need to be afraid. The fact that I've never lost you. The fact that I don't leave without telling you where I'm going and what I'm doing. The fact that God has told you he will never leave you. And, you know, just like, so here's the facts. Like you can look around and see and you can remember things to remind yourself that you're safe and you don't need to be afraid. That when she does react in fear, and this is an area that I need to work on, but responding with compassion of that's a real feeling. It's a very overwhelming feeling. So we can recognize that, yes, you're feeling that. And then you can calm down and see you don't need to feel that. You don't need to keep it. So as part of that disciplining and discipling, really, how to walk without the fear, how to choose to trust instead of choosing to be afraid. Just like you might need to walk out trusting that you're forgiven instead of choosing to listen to the condemnation from the enemy of how you screwed up or what you did wrong. I had mentioned in the last podcast about removing the foundation, but I didn't really explain like, what did that look like? 
And I realized part of why I didn't explain it was because it's just kind of automatic for me after all these years. Like I'm not, there's absolutely no shame or condemnation if it's not automatic for you. I've been working on this for at least 15 years, probably 20. So I can see growth in me to see that, oh, now I can do this fairly automatically. But that wasn't always the case. And so there is absolutely no shame or condemnation for you if that's not the case for you. It just means that you're going to practice more until it is automatic for you. He showed me that I had laid the foundation. There was that gentle conviction of like, yeah, you did this. This is where this came from. But there was no condemnation with it. And it was just like, oh, well, I did that and I didn't want to do that. So we're going to take it out. Kind of like if I'm crocheting something and I don't like the way it turned out or I messed up the stitches, like, oh, whatever, just pull it out and do it again. I don't need to beat myself up. I don't need to go on and on about how I can't focus and can't follow a pattern or whatever, all the things that I could say to beat myself up. I just simply pull out the stitches and do it again. Trusting the Lord's forgiveness and trusting his goodness to turn all things for good for those who love him. So mistakes aren't near as intimidating as a mom when you remember that. God promises to turn all things and work them all out in some way for good if you love him and you're following his purposes. In that, I can just be like, mm, yeah, I made a mess there. Let's fix it. I heard the conviction of the Holy Spirit and was able to just that quickly in my heart be like, yep, let's change that. I tried to break it down of like, so what were the steps in the process that I had to learn to get there? So the first is agreeing with God that that was a mistake that I did something wrong. So I came into agreement with him. I agreed. Yeah, that's wrong. I don't want that there. And that I understood that my choices had led to this pattern of behavior in her that I don't like, and that I wanted to get rid of. So I agreed with him. I asked for forgiveness. I received his forgiveness and it's just as simple as please forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me. Again, I know that when I ask for forgiveness, he gives it because that's what he said. That's what he promised me in first John. I was able to recognize that this was the, the thinking at the time was that I need to keep her safe. I need to make sure that she doesn't stop breathing when she's asleep. And I'm going to do that by having her sleep with me. The decision to have her sleep with me wasn't necessarily a bad decision in and of itself. It was a bad decision because I made it out of fear. And so now I can look back and go, okay, I didn't want to think that way, but I can see looking back, I agreed with the enemy. I said, yes, I need to be afraid for my daughter. I can't trust God to keep her safe. I need to do it. So seeing that's how I was thinking I don't want to think that way anymore. So I'm breaking agreement with that lie that God can't keep my daughter safe. I have to do it. And that 
sounds just like that. Say, I break the agreement with this lie that I need to keep her safe and that God wasn't going to do it. I said, by the authority I have in Jesus, I remove that foundation from her life. And I remove the repercussions of having laid that foundation and trained her in that behavior in Jesus' name. So the foundation is gone. The reality also is that I live, we all live in two realities. So in the spirit, because of the authority that Jesus gave me, that he has because of his perfect life, death, and resurrection, the foundation's gone in the spirit realm. In the physical realm, where we also live in the natural, she has habits. I have habits that we now get to change by the grace of God, that we get to practice walking differently than we walked before. We stay anchored in what we know to be true in the spirit, that God is faithful, that he gave us authority, that when he says something's done, it's done. And that helps us to change those habits in the natural because I don't have to think that way anymore. I don't have to act that way anymore. I grew up with the, like I was trying to change it on my own and bring it to God. I was trying to be good enough for his love. I was trying to be good enough to get to him. And it's so backwards because we can't be anyway, but we can remember, we can choose to believe that what he says is true, that we are the righteousness of Christ, that when we say a thing is done in his name and it's in alignment with his word, it's done. When we remind ourselves and we stay in that place, now we're free to be a different person instead of the old person trying to be a different person. We're free to be that different person because when I remember those things, remember those promises, I feel differently. I automatically want to act differently. I automatically see situations differently and I'm going to make different choices. So focusing on what he says is true is the easiest and most powerful way to stop feeling guilty and to stop these old patterns that we may have created without even realizing it. I'd love to hear if you have more questions or more thoughts on that. If you have specific situations that you're like, okay, I kind of, I kind of get it, but how does it apply here? Let me know. And I can talk to you about that individually, or it could be another podcast. Thank you so much for being here and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up podcast. I'm blessed to have you here. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can join us in the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up Facebook community. When you're ready for more support, I have the Heart Doodling with Jesus monthly membership, periodic group coaching, and one-on-one personalized coaching as well. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.